Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of The Blind Perspective here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? The show where we give you our blind perspective on topical news items. Remember, if you like what you're about to hear, hit that like button. Whether you're listening to us live on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, or on our Twitter feed. Or if you're listening to us on podcasts, hit that like button, leave us a review. Give us your comments, how you feel about the show, and uh, we'll try to improve it. Or tone down a bit. Whatever. <laughs> um, I am your host, Victor Gouveia, along with my co-host for today, Nimmer Jabber. Hello, How are everyone. you, sir? How's your week's been? Week's been alright. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad, if I do say so myself. Good. And we are talking about an interesting issue that has been well populating the news a little bit trans rights i mean excuse me just to say over the last 50 years we've come a long way in, in terms of lgbtq rights and i mean just to give you some perspective I'm gonna play I'm gonna play you guys a clip from a news item from the nineteen sixties. So bear with me a second. homosexuals with CBS News correspondent Mike Wallace. There is a growing concern about homosexuals in society, about their increasing visibility. This man is 27, college educated. He was unable to hold a job because of his inability to contain his homosexual inclinations. Now, that that is something that was heard back in the 60s. I'm not sure about anybody else, but I, I've I never thought we'd ever go that far. But again, we've gotten to the point where we can actually talk about this stuff on on a casual basis. It's no longer a pariah. But having said that, there are things that make this a ridiculous conversation. For example, this is ha- this is the ongoing joke that a lot of people are 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 coming up with now. This is J.R. Majewski, and my pronouns are patriot. Ass kicker. My pronouns, conservative, patriot. I'd like to declare something right now. My pronouns are USA. How about it, huh? I'm Ted Cruz, and my pronoun is kiss my ass. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what anybody's political views are, and nor do I care, but have we gone too far with that joke? I mean, Nimber, I have to say, you live in California, which has to be one of the most liberal states in the union. And yet, a lot of these politicians seem to be coming from middle America. How do you feel about this sort of thing? Uh, I think that there are politicians on both sides, and I think that politicizing any issue is not really that good of an idea. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a fan of politicizing. No matter what the issue is, I don't like it politicized. Um, you know, I think um, 
it, it's one of those things that I I'm, uh, I I do think that we have gone uh, entirely too far with uh, trying to censor what people can say and not say and trying to change how people say certain things and all this other thing. Um, but, you know, if it makes someone feel better to to say what their pronouns are, I have no problem with that. If it makes someone feel better to be recognized as whatever pronouns fit them, I have no issues with that. Right. And uh, I think that politicizing any issues is just not really a, a, a great idea, but it seems like a lot of issues have been politicized. So, Right, especially when it comes to trans rights. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people have felt this way for a while, and yet it's just coming to the forefront now. I mean... I'm not sure about other people, but I've never seen it as much of a big deal. I don't think most people really tend to think about it. Uh, unless, you know, it's one of those things, transgender people still make up a small, tiny minority. And, uh, you know, it's similar to blindness or uh, a lot of other things that are minorities. That unless you happen to be uh, thinking about it, you know someone that experiences it, you studied it, something like that, it all does seem to be kind of ridiculous. Um, it does. And, I, and I so, you know, you. I, don't, I don't think most people tend to actually think about it. Uh, they, they just don't, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that leads, uh, but that leads to today's topic where... Trans people are actually denied the right to play sports. And mostly because of how the adults feel, not the way the kids feel. The kids uh, so who are now this for this issue I think we're gonna find ourselves disagreeing quite a bit. <laughs> really? Well this yeah. will be interesting. Yeah. I mean the fact is they say that we shouldn't allow trans boys or trans girls to play on the opposite sex teams. But why? I mean, there nobody... Well, I think one of the bigger issues that, that comes to play here is, you know, it, it's not... Uh, there's certainly some prejudice. Certainly, there's certainly, you know, people feel like, oh, a boy's a boy and a girl's a girl. But... Uh, to a bigger extent, there's also definite ph physiological differences between uh -huh. boys and men and females and girls. There's uh, very much physiological differences that when you're in competition, when you're in sport, mm -hmm. those matter. And, um, you know, as much as we don't want to say that they do, they absolutely do. And so if you're, let's say... You're a, you're a female, you, you were a female, you're, you're now transgender, you now want to be a male or, or feel like you're a male and want to play on a boys team, mm -hmm. um, you're probably not going to have the same advantage as all the other boys on that team. So now are you going to want some special recognition because you know you're, you don't have the same ability, you don't have the same physiological, Ability and the opposite is true for for a boy that uh, for for what was a boy that is now a female wants to play on a female team. Mm -hmm. They're going to have a greater advantage. They're going to have a greater physiological advantage, and that makes a difference in a competition. They're going to have greater stamina potentially. You know, this isn't true for every single male and every single female, obviously. But men do have a physiological uh, ad advantage. Okay, but... And being transgender that, doesn't change that advantage. Right, but having said that, if nobody minds the physiological advantages and oh, nobody's complaining do, about them... 
I would mind if I was playing on a girl's team and some person came on my team that was a guy and all of a sudden they have a greater physiological advantage, it means Uh that I have less likelihood that I'm going to win. I would certainly mind. I would mind a lot. I would would actually feel different, though. Yeah. Because I would think it would push the girls to up their game. But it's not about upping the game. It's about a physiological advantage. No. Well, it is. I don't think that way. If two I boys, mean, two would... girls were in the same room and the two boys, two girls competed, the boys have a physiological advantage. The boys are faster runners, etc., etc. That's not in every case. So a girl can up their game, but so can a man. A man can also up their game, and a man can also then achieve further physiological advantage. Okay, so you're saying that if a woman wants to compete on a wrestling team, she shouldn't because she's too small. No, I'm not saying that at all. Well, that's not true. That's exactly what you're saying, Nimmer. No, that isn't what I'm saying at all. Now you're putting words in my mouth. Okay, maybe I'm uh, misinterpreting it. Go ahead. There's a big difference between a woman participating on a wrestling team and, you know, us taking a look at the possibility of, like, all gender teams or something like that, or a girl uh-huh. participating on a, on a wrestling team, um, versus, in, in this other case of transgender, where a person is participating on the opposite sex team. You have, do you have the, both teams... Uh-huh. But this person is participating on the opposite sex team. That gives them a physiological potential advantage or disadvantage compared to the other people on that team. I mean, that's a big problem for the for the competition. I'm sorry, I disagree with you on that. I don't think most people in sports would disagree with you. Certainly... <laughs> I, I I don't see um, I I don't see um, you know women trying to participate in sports disagreeing with me when they're when when they're faced by what were men and that have a, a much stronger advantage I don't think they would disagree they have I no they have very little chance of winning I understand some people might feel that way but I also think that a lot of women feel that if they can participate in these male team sports, why not? Uh, And again, there's a big difference between a woman participating in a male sport Uh and a man participating on a female team. Physiologically, there's a very big difference. Physiologically, yes. The woman participating on the man's sport is not going to have the same advantage. In fact, that person is going to have a disadvantage going in. There's a big difference. I'm not sure I agree with that. I mean, physiologically, yes. Men do tend to be faster, stronger more brutal exactly then you you can turn around and say that women some women are faster stronger and more brutal yes but when you compare two men two women same size same training everything else the man is going to have an advantage pretty much every time no I have to disagree with you on that because science doesn't disagree with me so you when can you disagree, put... but the science does not disagree. There's, there's a reason why men and women's sports have been separated for, for centuries, for millennia. It is okay. very widely recognized that men are, you know, whether we like it or not, are stronger, faster, physiologically more able than women. But doesn't that extend to other parts of life as well? 
in what in I mean, what way? saying that, think about it. No, w- women shouldn't be shouldn't be truck drive truck drivers. Why? Their reflexes are slower. Is that true? I don't know if it's true. I don't think it's true. Women shouldn't be electrical workers. Is that true? Why why shouldn't women be electrical workers? I have no idea. Women should I don't be think plumbers. I'm saying that either. I well, think that women you're twisting my words. Construction workers. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. You are. How There's so? a very big difference between someone doing a job mm-hmm. and someone's someone's role is to compete with someone else. There's a pretty big difference, right? In, in a sport, the job is to compete and win. That is the goal. Yeah. As a truck driver, your job is to drive that truck across the country. Uh-huh. Well, whether you're a man or a woman, you're still going to drive that truck across the country. And some of those... There's a big difference in sports competition, though, where if you're on an all-man's team and you're a woman, you're going to have very much a disadvantage. You will likely be slower. You will likely not have the same opportunity to win. And for a man on a women's team, it'll be the opposite. You're going to have that advantage. You will likely win or certainly have a much better opportunity to win. Hmm. Can you name a sport where a male or female might have an advantage? I would say most sports. Because most sports require strength, stamina, endurance. Mm-hmm. Things that men, men typically... Men women can tie on, though. They're, no, they're not typically tied on. I mean, look at the fastest a... runners. Look at the fastest marathon mm-hmm. runners. Compare men and women, and you will find that women always come out slower. I'm not sure I agree with that assessment. You don't have to agree. Look at it. I'm telling you, look it up. It's not about agreeing. It's about talking about facts. But I think you'll find examples where just the opposite is true see one I, I, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to get very far because you're you're wanting to believe certain something and I'm speaking about facts no, facts no, are understand. that two women in a room two men in a room the men are very much going to have a physiological advantage does that mean that the woman, that, that all women, uh, that, that, that we will never have an example of a woman who's stronger than a man? I'm not saying that. I don't think anyone listening to this will hear me say that. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that as, as a, a, a general rule, men and women, especially you know when we start looking at training for sports and things like that, men are going to have a physiological advantage compared to women. That's just fact. There, there's no, I mean, there, there's no debating that fact. I honestly think you're pissing a lot of women off. <laughs> well, that may be true, but it's still true. It's still, what I'm saying is fact. And it I think is. women realize that. They might not like it, but it's still fact. This is not, this is not me saying... Women shouldn't participate in sports and should just give up and whatever else. But there is a reason why we have separation between men and women in sports. Okay. In competitions. There's a big reason why that exists. It's not because, you know, we just whatever feel like it. I mean, maybe once upon a time that was the case. But there is now, there is, you know, to this date, a very pretty pronounced physiological difference. Well, that's interesting because I know I, I think I know some female bodybuilders who would say different. There is not a single female bodybuilder who is going to be as strong as the strongest male bodybuilder. The males bodybuilders, the stronger ones, are still going to be stronger than the, any female ones. Do can a female be a strong? Can a female be a bodybuilder? Yes. Can a female be a stronger bodybuilder than some males? Yes. But. 
when equally matched and equally trained and, and, and all that, the male is going to be is going to have an edge. Look at the weights. Look at the, you know, if you want to compare bodybuilders, I mean, look at the strongest female bodybuilders and compare them to the males. The males always come out on top. In terms of weightlifting? Sure, in terms of any number. I mean, there's a reason why they don't compete against each other. The male will always win. Given, given equal circumstances. Again, I'm not saying that there is not a single female that is stronger than a male. I will never claim that to be true. Well, that's interesting. I mean, honestly, in my ears, it sounds like you're saying that women shouldn't be allowed to participate in male sports because... No, they I actually think that if women participate in, ma in male sports, I think that they are put at a disadvantage. Should they should they be not allowed? I'm not I'm not going that far. You know, whatever they want to participate, go ahead. But you're going to face a severe disadvantage, and you probably won't win. But if if it's do we should we be making that choice for them? Well, I think that we should be in the case of males participating on female teams because it gives the, the male a, an advantage and the females don't have a, the same opportunity to compete. So you, I mean, let's be honest here. What male is going to go trans just to, so he gets an edge on competition? I don't know. I think if somebody really wants to win badly enough, they will. But it's not just about being trans just to win. I'm saying whether they're trans or not, a person who's a male has a physiological advantage over a female. You participate on a female team, you typically are you know, given similar training, given similar body composition, whatever, you're going to have a better chance of winning as a male. Even given that these people are taking uh, hormones and or lack yeah that thereof. doesn't change anything very quickly I mean maybe if they've been taking hormones <clears throat> for years right. you know maybe if you know maybe if they but but we're talking about like school-age children and, and I think there's a lot of debate as to whether or not school-age children should be <laughs> should be doing that in the first place but you know now okay I mean I have to say that I think I think high school students do do that, if I'm not mistaken. Of course they do, and I don't think they should. A high school student has no idea what they want, and before they do irreversible damage to their bodies, well, you know, no. they should I be mean, stopped hormone, from doing that. I mean, let's be honest here. The hormone replacement, or lack thereof, is, is reversible. It absolutely isn't reversible when you are going through, uh, you know, when you're going through uh, puberty years. Yeah, it's no, definitely it not reversible. Re it is reversible. It is not. You are you are definitely delaying growth, and once you get past a certain age, you cannot undo that. It definitely is irreversible. It absolutely is. Yeah, you know, we are not talking about adults or or uh, people that have already undergone. You know their 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 development. Huh? That flies in in the face of what I know, because hormone replacement or not. It is 100% reversible. Again, it is once you have already reached your, your, your growth. You know, you've gone through your puberty. You've, you've gone through your, your, your development. But if you haven't undergone that yet, once you delay it past a certain point, that's it. No, I have to disagree. I'm sorry. You know, that is again, fact. this is what makes me tired of, of having some of these debates is that you come on here without any facts. You don't look anything up and you're just spouting f shit. I think you should look it up. No, by all means, look it up. 
hormone. I have looked it up. Is I don't. I come on here with research, and as I've proved in past uh, episodes, when I give you facts about things, I come on here with information. And you're coming on here giving me your opinions. I mean, that's fine. We can talk about opinions and debate back and forth, but this is we need to talk about facts. Do I think it should be that way? I mean, can should we find some way that things can be reversed? I hope we do. I don't like the things costing, you know, causing irreversible damage to kids who don't really have an understanding of what they're doing. I, I hope that we can find something like that. Well, that's just it, though. To my knowledge, and I've been in the medical field, hormone replacement is reversible. Again, I'm not debating that, whether right? it's. I'm not debating with you whether it's reversible or not. Once, a, once a person has gone through their. I'm sorry. What is it that you think puberty is? What do you mean? What do I think? What it is? What do you think puberty is? It's a lot of things, but essentially, it's a bunch of hormones and uh, and. You know, kids undergoing developmental processes, quite a lot of developmental processes. Through hormones? Yes. So, taking away those hormones or replacing them with some others, what do you think is going to happen? Puberty stops. And then? And then bring those back and you don't get that reversal effect once... Once you stop it, once you stop it past a certain certain amount, you don't get that same that, that same thing back. I'm sorry. What facts have you found that actually that uh, actually quite a lot. say this? Quite a lot. Let's see. Let's look up some of the articles I was looking at before this. Puberty blockers, when using those, of course, they have effects like they inhibit breast growth, facial hair growth, periods, voice deepening, widening hips. It really depends on what it is. They don't stop acne, body odor, or underarm hair, pubic hair development. These are not controlled by only estrogen or testosterone. So then the question is, are they safe? Yes, they're safe. And I don't think that's a debate. What are the side effects? We've got some side effects long term. Lower bone density. Delayed growth plate closure. Depending on, you know, uh, what... uh, Know, whether man is becoming female or female is becoming man, could result in changes in height, less development of genital tissue. I'm sorry, which side is this? This is for Children's Hospital, St. Louis Children's Hospital. Okay. Let's see, at what age can you start taking them? Let's see. There is, because every child is different, there's not a single age, not a single best age to begin. In general, starting puberty blockers in early puberty leads to better outcomes and prevents the lifelong difficulties that can result from living with undesired sex characteristics. While, here we go, 
While they can stop puberty from progressing, however, blockers can't reverse changes that have already happened. Hormone therapy also looks like can impact fertility as well. Uh huh. So while uh, let's see here, it looks like while puberty blockers alone should not affect child's fertility, hormone therapies can. So again, we're talking about things that you that are not easily reversed. I'm sorry, what's not easily reversed? Again, if you do hormone therapy, you're impacting the ability for that individual to be fertile. Okay, but again, why is why are we referring to fertility? We're talking about sports and we're talking about hormone replacement being reversible. Well, we started talking about this whole process because uh, we were talking about, you know, I made a statement as to whether or not I think that kids should be doing irreversible things to themselves at that age and that I don't know that they should be. Uh, but that was supposed to be an uh, off-the-side comment and not necessarily related to sports. No, no, and I And then agree. you decided I, to I have understand. an argument with me as to whether or not it was reversible and I said there are aspects that are not. Uh, no, no, reversible. I, I wasn't arguing. And then you told me that I was I wrong, so then I found you facts, and now you're going to sit here and argue with me about why it is that we're talking about this in the first place. No, no. You're, you're talking about fertility, right? I'm talking about all of it. I'm talking yes. about the impacts of doing yes, things to are. one's body and that, cannot be, that cannot be reversed. And where did you see the word irreversible? I was just reading to you the article. And, and I was just reading to you. Yes, and I was also reading to you the article about, you know, I just mentioned to you about the hormone therapies impacting fertility long term. Long term. Even when you stop taking them. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure that kids at a young age have that ability to choose things for them that are going to be, you know, potentially cause irreversible changes. And I don't care what that is. I don't, it doesn't matter what that is. I wouldn't let my kid go out and get permanent tattoos. But we all have different philosophies on that. I just don't think sure. kids at a young age have that ability to choose for themselves things that they can't easily undo. You know, I tried that argument with my daughter. Oh, I'm not saying kids like it. No, but no, I am no, saying that no, adults no, should no, know I'm what's not. best for their kids. I agree with you. I, I don't I'm not saying you're saying that. What I'm saying is I tried that argument. Yeah. That I would tell her what to do in the face of her not making the same mistakes I did. Didn't I think work. it's up to adults to have boundaries for the kids. You know, I if there's something that's going to cause irreversible damage and you want to do it later down the road, then you know, do it later down the road. If you want to spend a few, you know, weeks or months or whatever considering it, thinking about it, reflecting on it, making sure it's what you want. Okay, but I don't think that it's, you know, I don't think it's necessarily responsible for adults just to say, here you go, you want to do this, go ahead. You can't really, well, you know, easily reverse it. Maybe it, maybe it's all reversible in 20 years, maybe not, who knows. But, you know. Well, that's just it, though. I think you have the same mindset as a lot of people. That kids don't know what they're doing, so... 
don't let them do anything. No, I don't think I'm saying that. I I, I really wish you no, would no, keep no, throwing I'm words sorry. in I'm, my mouth. I'm paraphrasing. I I apologize. What I'm saying is, I mean that's not right. When a kid wants to go through a transgendered process, they don't immediately just here's the hormones. We'll give you an operation in a couple of months. It takes years. Oh, actually, a lot of kids these days are going through it very quickly. Because that's well, the new thing to do. Well, because they have parents that don't that don't care and doctors who don't. Exactly. Care. Exactly. The fact right. is, I mean, there's a huge process to gender reassignment. Well, there is definitely. We're not necessarily talking about gender reassignment here right now, but yeah, there definitely is a process for that. Yeah, and and especially with kids, because you know, there's the whole process of them dressing the part first and then once that's done there's the whole process of counseling and psychiatric therapy yeah as there should be again that's a that's kind of an irreversible change yeah no and i agree with you i i don't know i just i just i mean i happen to know that hormone is hormone replacement is reversible now you're saying that it's not reversible when I'm it comes saying to that not all aspects of it are reversible I'm saying that no, there are not irreversible all aspects effects. of it are reversible you're right not all aspects are reversible but you were saying it is irreversible no I, I'm saying that there are aspects of it that are not and for anyone taking hormone replacement therapy it's something for them to consider whether it's something that they should do and i don't think that kids are able to do that that's what i'm saying oh no no you're right i agree with you on that however to say in general terms that this stuff is irreversible no i'm saying that there are aspects of it that are and certainly when taken at you know before uh, or while a the kid is undergoing puberty, and if they are taken for a prolonged period of time, that increases the the fact that some parts of it are not going to be reversible. And I'm not so sure that kids should be making that decision. That's all I'm saying. Good I mean, point. certainly, if you you know if you're a, a a male and you start taking these uh, therapies, you know, certainly you're not going to uh, you know you're going to not get a deep voice and you know, you're going to have your puberty blocked and you'll probably grow some breasts and all this, you know, certainly that happens. And certainly if you stop or you start taking testosterone, some of those impacts will be reversed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're not going to have an argument about that. But I don't think all the effects are reversed and certainly not at that young age. Okay, so you and I agree about that. Well, I don't know. You were just disagreeing with me not too long ago. No, but no, if you agree no, now, then that's great. Well, no. Again, I, I, mis- I must have misheard you because I heard you say that it was irreversible. And that kind of raised the flag with me because hormone replacement is reversible. I'm not saying that it's fully reversible. I'm saying no, parts it's of not, it are not. It may not be fully reversible. But the fact is, and I'm saying that that makes part, a difference for a child who's who's in the process or has not undergone puberty. That makes a pretty big difference. It could impact their later height. It could impact a lot of things. So we were just talking about some of the side effects. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I I honestly believe that this stuff should be... I mean, once... Getting a a girl to play on a men's team, if she knows the risks involved, why shouldn't she be allowed? Exactly. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with the opposite. The men I have a problem with girls. a man playing on the girls' team. I have more of a problem with that than anything else. 
if a girl wants to play on a man's team, in fact, if there is no girls, separate girls team, then at 100%, females should be able to be on a man's team. If a man wants to be on a girl's team because there is no separate men's team, absolutely, why not? Be on the girl's team. But you have to know that there's, and I think that, you know, many women in sports recognize this, there's absolutely a difference in that physiological ability between men and and women. There is that difference. There is, And that difference can be very difficult, if not impossible, to overcome if both people are receiving the same training and, you know, are, are equally, you know, going to, go through the same you know process certainly if a female works harder than a man and a female becomes stronger than a man you know certainly there's going to be stronger females and you know females that win races and all that i'm I'm not saying every female is going to lose to a man i'm not saying that at all okay a lot of females that can outrun me i'm not a runner (laughs) yeah neither am i (laughs) you know uh, you know, but we're talking I, about a competition situation. And in I a competition know, situation, most of the time, the men are going to be working out. They are going to be, uh, you know, practicing and, and getting to the top of their form and all that. And, you know, when you, when you have a woman and a man doing the same thing, typically, the man is going to have that physiological advantage. They will, yes. It's kind of like no um, one on the girls. You know, it's kind of like the thing about steroids. You know, why, why, why are we so against steroids? You mean why do we really care that much if if men take steroids in sports? Why do we care? Because of the performance enhancement. Exactly, because it gives them an unfair advantage. So I feel like this is the same thing. This is the same argument here. We're saying let's put, um, you know, a man on a female team. That's an unfair performance, and uh, you know, if, if that's the case, then we should just give all females uh, steroids. Really bad idea. We shouldn't do that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> having said that, I think a lot of these problems are happening because the parents are morally outraged if anything not because the kids care but because the more the parents are outraged morally well if you know I, I guess it depends like if i was a parent and i cared that much about my son or daughter winning at whatever sport they were interested in uh playing uh, you know i would i would not be very happy that some some other person that has a physiological advantage comes along and beats them when that person yeah. was initially a male, I would have a problem with that. If my daughter was on a team and, you know, I, I mean, I can see that from a parent perspective. Like, you know, I wouldn't want that for my daughter. It's one thing if, if one of her peers, you know, one of her, you know, one of the other females on her team, you know, beats her. Okay, you know what? Uh, you know, people get beat all the time. People win, people lose, whatever. That's fine. That's, that's not a problem. But if all of a sudden you know, this person comes along and they have a built-in advantage. You know, I don't know. I think that's a problem. What if it pushes that person to persevere more? Because I think it's an, it's an unending return. What? The, okay, so the girl perseveres more, but what happens then the man or female that was a man perceives, you know, works harder now. The man is still going to have the advantage. Unless the man just gives up and says, "Yep, girl beats me," <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> which sometimes happens, but for the most sure. part, it doesn't. <laughs> Having said that, I think I I do think. I mean, if a girl's team accepts that fact that a man, or. But that's just it. I mean, I I actually agree with you now. Looking at it in the in terms of a male to a female sport, it does make things different in that particular viewpoint. Looking at it from 
a kid's viewpoint, I mean, when my daughter was playing soccer, there were boys and girls on the team, and it wasn't that big a deal. Nobody cared. It's true when you're not talking about competition, but in competition, men and female are almost always separated, even in high school sports. They are pretty much always going to be separated. You will have a men's team and you will have a women's team. You will have men's wrestling, you will have women's wrestling. Men's soccer, women's soccer. Men's baseball, women's softball. <laughs> women's... Do they strictly play women on softball teams? Pretty much. Really? I yeah. did not know that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, I happen to know a few girls that like to play on men's teams because the men suck. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if there's not a women's team, then women, girls should be, of course, allowed to play with the men. They should not be prohibited from playing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if a girl really wants to compete with the men, that's fine. But the girl has to know that she's probably going to have a disadvantage. So you don't think skill is involved? Skill is involved, 100%. But given, I'm talking about it, when everything is equal, given the same skill, the men has, comes out and has the advantage. I mean, there are very, very good uh, female marathon runners, and the males still run faster than them. The fastest female is still probably about 15, 20 minutes slower than the fastest male runner. But when you take teams like soccer, hockey, football, well, no, football is, I, 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 I'd be hard-pressed to see a woman compete in a football game. I mean, I think if they want to, they should, but they have to know they're going against uh, an unfair advantage. I mean, the, the men are going to be bigger than them. They're going to be faster than them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But when it comes and I don't to think that's any different in hockey or whatever. Like, you know, I think generally men's going to have a little bit more stamina. And maybe it's not a huge difference, but it's still a difference. And, you know, again, am I, am I saying that females shouldn't do it? No. Go ahead. I have a bigger problem when it's the opposite way around. I have a problem with the man participating on a women's team because that gives that man the unfair advantage. Well, that's and the females think, can't do much about it. I, I, you know, it'd be interesting if we got some of our viewers to uh, comment on the issue. Yeah. It would be really nice if we got people that are actually in sports, you know. Oh, crap. All we have is a troll. Yeah, we got a troll. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a big discussion that's been happening in military, too, uh, where women want to be allowed to be in the same units and doing the same things and... The problem is that they can't do the same level of, uh, go through the same level of performance uh, evaluations and the same level of, uh, of tests, you know, the same level of uh, basic training and boot camp and, uh, you know, all that. Like, they, they, can't, they can't keep up. And so then the yeah, question is, do, do you get rid of some of the performance? Uh, do, do, you get rid, do you change or remove some of the requirements for females? to get them in, or do you have the same requirements, but that pretty much means that most females won't get in, like the pull-up requirements, for example. The pull-up requirements? Yeah, you know, when uh, your basic training, you got uh, a certain number of pull-ups that you got to do, a certain number of, uh, you know, like a, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different uh, things that are intended to test your uh, your strength and I don't know a whole lot about all the different requirements but uh, there, there are a lot of different um, like expected things that you do to demonstrate your level of, of strength and that you work on and, and do that you're expected to be able to do so uh, there there have been news articles about this where you know women are not able to keep up with those uh, 
with those same requirements. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes, what do you do? Do you relax the, the requirements to get more women in? Or do you, do you modify them so that they're doing things that maybe women might be a little bit better at? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've been, I honestly, I've been jaded by Law and Order, SVU. I mean, ah, the way. Yeah, yeah, TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, when when I consider some of the ways women are treated in the army, it it, it gets downright nasty. Oh, it is. I don't. Yeah, it's it's horrible, and I don't think anything's going to change until there are more women in the army. Yeah, you know, when you're dealing with a bunch of soldiers, and all of a sudden you have a nice, pretty lady around, you know, I think that's unfortunately physiological things happen, and um, you know, you're dealing with uh, stress situations and all that. So, you know, I'm not defending them. I think it's wrong, but until we have more women and more uh, oversight happening, it's unfortunately, not it's not probably not going to change. Now that would be interesting to see it, it change in some way. I mean, yeah. it would be nice. Yeah, I would love but to see it change. I mean, that's horrible stuff that happens to a lot of women in in, in there, you know. But I, like I said, uh, you know, when you have women trying to compete at the same level of men, doing the same things that are required of men, I think that's a disadvantage. You know, obviously, women in combat can do quite well. There are women uh, soldiers, and you know, like the. They could, you know, certainly could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think... Women play sports, women women run marathons, you know. The fastest woman is still going to be way faster than I ever will be, you know. So, you know, (laughs) women absolutely can do many things. Yeah, yeah. But I still don't think that takes away the inherent advantage of men. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I want, we don't have I to wanna... like it. I don't necessarily like it. I think, you know, this idea of equality. You know, let's let's be equal and all. But you know, we have to deal with with uh, physical realities. That some women. I don't know. I'm looking at it from the perspective that a man competing with against a woman might benefit the woman in some way because of just trying to best the man. Yeah, but she shouldn't have to. That's the other thing. She shouldn't have to work twice as hard as the man just to catch up. You know, it's like uh, there's a there's an unequal pay gap in the workplace. There's more, uh, you know, men get paid more than women. Women shouldn't have to work twice as hard to get the same level of pay. Well, a lot of things shouldn't happen. Women should have to do the same work that men do to get the same level of pay. And I think that should be the case in sports. But it's not. That's not very fair to the woman. So why put girls in situations where they have to work twice as hard in order to get the same result? Maybe that is a number. It's not quite equal. Maybe it's not twice as hard. Maybe it's one and a half times. Maybe it's three times. I don't know. A lot of people think that African Americans have to work twice as hard to get where the white man is. They shouldn't have to. We should no, have a society that, that you know allows them to succeed to the same extent in doing the same things that anyone else does. Or we put them in environments where they can succeed at the level that they can succeed at, you know? I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't think, I mean, to fix Blind people that, often play blind sports, and they do very well in blind sports. You know, blind people play goalball, they play beat baseball, they play all these things. They don't play on sighted teams. They would have to work incredibly hard, and even then probably wouldn't be successful on most sighted sports. You know, maybe wrestling they could do well enough as long as there's always constant contact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, certainly like biking, Swimming, things like that, they probably could do with some modification. Well, right. tandem biking, anyway. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, but there's a reason why blind people don't play football on sighted football teams. 
You're right. When it comes to blind people. Well, I, I think it's the same for women. They're at an inherent disadvantage physiologically. Can blind people play on sighted football teams? I'm sure some have, or especially, you know, low vision, but even blind people with some accommodations, probably. Mm-hmm. You know? But that means they have to work three times as hard just to prove themselves, just to actually do the same level of work. There's always going to be that disadvantage. Right. Yeah. And that's a shame, but unfortunately reality too. Right. And I think it's the same with this. Yeah. My therapist is always saying I have to ground myself in reality. I tell her I don't like it, but yeah, doesn't mean I, have, I I I shouldn't do it. I don't like this reality. I think if there is a transgender person and they want to go on another team, like we shouldn't have any thought about it. But I can understand why we have the debate. You know, in a in a perfect world, we wouldn't have any consideration about it. Okay, you want to play on the girls' team? Go ahead. You want to play on the guys' team? Go ahead. Who cares? Whatever. In fact, we wouldn't even have a girls' or a guys' team. We just have teams. You want to play? Play. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't even have any of this gender nonsense. No, None of this color nonsense. None of this, all this other shit that divides us. We wouldn't have any of that. That's in a perfect world. We don't live in that world. There right. still are things that divide us. There are certain things that some of us are better at than others. There are certain things that, you know, some of us are stronger at, some of us are weaker at. That's just, just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to wrap up the show with this bit video I got, which um, it's an 11 year old girl who essentially addressed the UN um, regarding her trans issues. And uh, I think she eloquently said it right. So here it is. My name is Kaya Shapley. Um, I love ballet, math, science, and geology. I spend my free time with my cats, chickens, FaceTiming my friends, and dreaming of when I will finally meet Dolly Parton. I do not like spending my free time asking adults to make good choices. It just, it makes me sad that some politicians use trans kids like me to get votes from people who hate me just because I exist. God made me. God loves me for who I am, and God does not make mistakes. And I'm not sure if I agree with the whole God doesn't make mistakes thing, but, I mean, I I think she said it perfectly. A lot of us should feel like we can do anything we want when we want to do it within reason. I think the thing that bothers me, and it's something that I just don't understand enough about to really say one way or the other, but the thing that bothers me is that most 11-year-olds, most, have very little thought about these issues. Most 11-year-olds are kind of oblivious to all of it. They haven't even started looking at the opposite sex or the same sex or anything else. They're just playing with their toys. They're just going to school. And so to see an 11-year-old in the in the spotlight talking about these issues, already knowing what her sexuality is, I think bothers me. You, you know, find it hard to believe. I, I do. It's it's one of those things, you know, I, obviously, you know, some people just feel it. They're just like, no, I'm not this gender. I, you know, they feel it. And maybe this girl is like that. I really don't know. But I find it hard to... to I find it hard to to, uh, conceptualize that any 11-year-old is going to be at that, you know, at that level without adult intervention, without having people around her pushing her towards that or influencing her in some way and taking advantage of that situation. Maybe that's not the case for her. I really don't know. Maybe that's just not the case. I, I, I really don't know. Well, I mean, one has to wonder, I mean, why do we push dolls on girls and action figures on guys? 
I mean, I simply I mean, don't I, see it. And it'll, I mean, there is certainly some of that, but also I think a lot of kids do a lot of experimenting anyway. I mean, I've known a lot of boys, uh, you know, that, that play with dolls and a lot of girls that I, yeah. like okay. action figures. And that's always been the case, but that doesn't make someone trans. No, it doesn't. But at the same time, do you think the parents should be involved with how their children feel? No, I, I think the parent shouldn't be influencing their kids either way. Right, exactly. And I think that's, that's a huge deal right now. A lot of people are influencing their kids so they can get one sex or the other and, and right. they don't want that to change. Right. They can't accept their kids for how what they are and who they are. Well, I think the problem that I have, though, is that I'm not so sure that kids actually have a very clear idea of who they are and who they aren't. Kids are always exploring new things. They're always trying new things. You know, most people have, you know, most uh, most. See, see, this is the problem that I have is humans from the outset. You know, we're kind of like these bisexual creatures, you know, way back going like to apes and, uh, and, and yeah, bonobos. Yeah, no, no, and, you're right, you're right. And, uh, you know, I don't know too many uh, too many people out there that would say, oh, they've, they've never had any feeling or they've never done anything with the same sex. You know, even people who are completely straight. Kids mm -hmm. always experiment. They always do things. Yeah. That doesn't make them trans. No, it doesn't. That makes them normal kids. And so I have a problem when we when we allow kids to, you know, and kids just automatically, they know what they want and they feel and they, they can make these altering decisions. And especially when we push them in one direction or another direction. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody, uh, kids grown up or they've had these same you know, thing for a while, they've gone through therapy, whatever that, you know, we're, we're absolutely sure this is what they want. Go have at it. But I'm not sure that most kids are, are at that. Young. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do think that. That's understandable. And I have to say that I think a lot of kids feel a certain way. And then after a few years they tend to feel different simply because they're bowing to peer pressure or yeah, whatever other reason yeah i mean i've known adults who have done that yeah you yeah. know they happen to be surrounding themselves with people who are more trans or who are bi or whatever so they do that same thing and then you know after a while they fall out of that circle and they're like oh i can't believe i ever did that you know we have adults that do that <laughs> yeah, no, I know, yeah. <laughs> but having said that, I think I think we'll end the show on that note and honestly, I really do feel that this ought to be explored more if anything so that kids aren't being pressured by their parents or by adults to conform to any particular lifestyle. If they choose to go that lifestyle, that's their choice, not ours. Any final thoughts, Nimmer? Uh, no, I think uh, you know. I think you know. You know, there's a difference between living in an ideal world where you know gender doesn't really matter, and you can be on whatever team you want, do whatever you want, and the world we live in, where there are differences. And, uh, you know, I think that's difficult when someone is transitioning from one to the other. I feel for the for the person doing it because that's tough. Yeah. And I feel for everyone else who kind of has to pick up those pieces and, and deal with that outcome, you know, with that with, with that along alongside them. Well, the fact is, I mean, fewer than two percent regret their their gender reassignment. Oh, well, so... I'm not talking about gender reassignment here but yeah I mean certainly I mean that's probably the case if someone takes that drastic step hopefully they've had time to reflect on it and by the time yeah. they go through with it they yeah. probably very much feel like they belong with the other gender in which case have at it but you think they're too young at 11 years old 
I do. I think they're entirely too young and 11 years old. Yes. Yeah. And you may be right. You may be right. I mean, we don't allow most kids to do a lot of things that, that are harmful. We don't allow them to go smoke. We don't allow them to go get drunk. We don't allow them to do a lot of things. Doesn't stop them, though, doing no, no, but but there's a difference between oh, kid just rebels and does something anyway, versus we're actually encouraging, you know, we're encouraging. Yeah, them to do no, it. I understand. <laughs> Good point. Good point, um, folks. Again, if you want to hear us, hear more of this, feel free to leave us a message or comment. You can email us at whose blind life is it anyway at gmail dot com. Yep, and I want uh, to thank our spammer. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming for on and trolls. participating in the discussion. Well, he didn't really participate, did he? He just yeah, made well, some. Contributed nonsense. Advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening, and hit that like button if you liked any part of this. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.